0: Good morning. It's time to get into today's teaching. Would you stand with me for the reading of God's word? Amen. Anybody excited to be here? Resurrection Sunday? Somebody turn to your neighbor one more time. This one's gotta be the loudest. Turn to your neighbor and say, he is, he is risen. That's what we're celebrating today. And so today, we're celebrating. No, I am not painting a picture behind me. Um, This is going to be an interesting treat today. Um, Resurrection is the greatest event in Christianity. Did you know that? We would not be here today if it weren't for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So what I'm going to do, actually, I'm going to start up here so that you can see me, and then I'll transition to the bottom after we get started. We're going to be in John chapter 20. So if you've been joining us for the past ah, couple months, we've been reading through the book of John. We're now in chapter 20. Do you think it's any coincidence that we're talking about the resurrection today? We've been going one chapter at a time, so join me in John chapter twenty. Verse 1. If you have your Bibles or if you have your U Version Bible app, you can click on events and you can follow along with Scripture. John chapter 20, verse 1. That's where I'm starting. It says this Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one who Jesus loved, and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. The interesting thing is John, I think he's writing about himself. He's like, I'm a faster runner than Peter. They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out, He is risen. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Jesus, that you died and you rose again. Today, we celebrate your resurrection. We celebrate you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for conquering death. Thank you, Lord God, for forgiving us of our sins. Thank you, Lord God, for giving us access to the Father, for Lord, for giving us eternal life through Christ Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that these words are yours and not mine. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I think that most of us know the story of what happened on this day. You know that Jesus rose, from the grave on the third day. You know that he defeated death and claimed victory over it. You know that he proved that he was who he said he was. We we go through this many times. If you've uh, been following Jesus, you know what Resurrection Sunday's all about. You know that on this day, we celebrate the greatest event in the history of the world. We celebrate the greatest event in all of Christianity. I want you to understand just how important the resurrection is. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, we wouldn't be sitting here today. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then Jesus must have just been a prophet. Jesus must have just been a great teacher. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, in fact, if he stayed dead, I don't actually believe that his disciples or anyone surrounding him would have began the early church and would have continued to proclaim the good news of Jesus. Would you agree with that? Because what happened? What happened on this day? I'm gonna talk you through this and use John chapter 20 to explain some things, but the first thing I want you to understand is why did Jesus have to die? Why did Jesus have to die? Uh, I've I've been asked this question before as a pastor. Pastor Randall Sean, couldn't Jesus have given us salvation a different way? Couldn't Jesus have avoided death? Couldn't he have done this a different way? Well, I'm going to refer you back to the Old Testament. Moses is going uh, to Pharaoh and there's 10 plagues. And on the 10th plague, Moses gathered all of the children of Israel. And he says, listen, you, you need to sacrifice a lamb and put the blood of the lamb on your doorposts to avoid the death of the firstborn. So what did the children of Israel do? They, they, they sacrificed and they put the blood of the lamb on on the doorpost, and the angel of death passed over the houses that were covered by the blood of the lamb. You know how it works in the Old Testament. You had to sacrifice a sheep, an animal for the forgiveness of sins. So now you know why Jesus is called the lamb of God. Jesus is called the Lamb of God, because He was sacrificed, and His blood covers all of our sins, and death no longer has a hold on us. Amen? I think we could get a little bit more excited about that, church. Come on. It's Resurrection Sunday. Because of the blood of the Lamb, we have the forgiveness of sins. In fact, Romans 3:23 says this for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's not a single person in this room who has not sinned. According to scripture, All have sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. So we need a sacrifice to be forgiven of our sins once and for all. But Jesus comes and he gives us something called the new covenant. And the new covenant says that the blood of Jesus makes us new. The blood of Jesus washes away our sins. So although all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, we know that Jesus sacrifice gives us redemption. You see this is why Jesus needed to die. But he also wanted to show us the greatest love in humanity. The greatest love of all. John 15:13 says, "Greater love has no man than this that a, a man lays down his life for his friends." So there's many reasons Jesus he wants to forgive us our sins, uh, give us a path to salvation and a path to eternal life. Why did Jesus have to die? Here's another reason: without Jesus' death, there's no resurrection. (laughs) Without you can't resurrect when you're already alive. (laughs) Jesus says, "I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life." Jesus says. By the way, when he raised Lazarus from the dead, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. And they might have said, wow, Jesus, you raised Lazarus from the dead. That was amazing. That was a miracle. You see, we all die. Nobody raises from the dead. And especially nobody raises themselves from the dead. But Jesus did. So there had to be proof that Jesus is who he said he was. Well, the next question is, is how do we know that Jesus actually resurrected? How do we know this? I mean, I wasn't there. <laughs> Were you there? I wasn't there physically. But Jesus did resurrect. In fact, um, sociologists and and, and people in science and uh, historians, scholars, many people both secular and Christian can agree that something special happened to take all of the doubting people that were around Jesus and make them martyrs for the gospel. What does that mean? I'm going to actually read this. Let's talk about Mary. Uh, do you think Mary knew that Jesus was going to rise from the dead? No she didn't actually i can prove it to you in john 20 verse 11 we just read this mary stood outside the tomb crying and as she wept she bent over to look inside the tomb right she sees the angels we just read that and the angels say woman w- woman why are you crying right actually jesus said that why are you crying and she's like you must be a gardener i i don't know where you've put his body what does this indicate that Mary had no idea that Jesus was going to rise again. She was thinking, that's just a gardener. Where's Jesus' body? Mary was expecting Jesus to stay dead. Isn't that what, how you read that? She was expecting Jesus to stay dead. She even says, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will get him. You see, there's no indication that anyone believed that what about the disciples in verse 19 it says on the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together the doors were locked in fear of the Jewish leaders so the disciples they're locked away isn't this incredible they're locked away hiding in fear for the Jewish leaders why because they thought if they crucified Jesus I'm next If they crucified the Messiah, they're going to come after me next. What do you think the disciples thought? They thought, Jesus is going to stay dead. And I might be the next one. But it says here in verse 19 that Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. And the disciples were overjoyed. They went from being fearful to overjoyed. Doors locked to what just happened. I just saw Jesus. He showed me his hands and his side. And then there's Thomas. Everyone loves Thomas, right? You know what his nickname is, right? Doubting Thomas. I hope that you don't have that kind of nickname. (laughs) You know, Doubting and then enter your name. Enter your name into that. That is not a good nickname to have. But you know what Thomas tells the other disciples? Because he wasn't there. He says, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and I put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. In one chapter, we see Mary. She she thinks Jesus is going to stay dead. The disciples locking the door. Jesus is going to stay dead. Thomas, I don't believe. Jesus is dead. I saw him die. What does this indicate, y'all? Church, what does this indicate? Nobody expected Jesus to pull off the most miraculous and greatest event in history. Not even the people closest to him. Isn't it interesting, though, that Jesus prophesies his own death? You see, while, while Jesus was in his ministry in his three years, he actually says that, that, that the temple will be destroyed and that it will be rebuilt in three days. Jesus prophesies his death and his resurrection. In fact, many times in Scripture and the Gospels, Jesus is telling the disciples ahead of time, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna rise again. And the disciples, many times in the in the gospels, they're confused. And then it actually happens, and they still don't believe the prophecy. Can you put yourself in their boat for just a second? The disciples were fearful and hiding. Mary was crying. She was looking for a dead body. Thomas says, I'm not gonna believe it unless I see it. Initially, All of these doubters, even the people closest to Jesus, they were doubting. They weren't going to preach that gospel. They were not going to proclaim the name of Jesus. They were fearful. But something happened, didn't it? Something happened. Something miraculous must have happened. Something divine. Something supernatural. Something unexplainable. Something so far beyond our understanding that they would change their minds and go from fearful and hiding and crying and weeping to joyful and going to their death as martyrs. To proclaim that he is risen. Something must have happened. The resurrection of Jesus is real. And this, scholars, both secular, meaning non-Christian, and Christian, historians, scholars, sociologists, say that something did happen because... Nobody would give their lives and that many people for something that wasn't true. Not that many people, not just the disciples that went as martyrs and one day would die for the gospel. But the number of them, over 500, saw Jesus after he was resurrected. Many of them proclaiming that he is risen. Many of them proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, it doesn't make sense. That they would go to their deathbeds proclaiming something that didn't happen. And this is why many secular historians and many people have begun to follow Jesus because they say, it did happen. It did happen. Jesus is risen. You see, there's this constant theme here not one person, not Peter, Not Mary, not John, not a single one of them assumed a resurrection. But when they saw it, everything changed. Everything changed. So what does this mean for you and I, church? What does this mean? We serve a resurrected Savior. So as Jesus taught, as Jesus did miracles, by the way, there's evidence, there's proof everywhere you look. Whether he raised Lazarus from the dead, whether he he turned water into wine, whether he feeds the 5,000, whether he calms the storm, whether he casts out demons. It doesn't matter what he did. He did so many miraculous things, but the icing on the cake was saying, I am going to defeat death. By the way, death was, was undefeated until Jesus showed up. Jesus says, I even have the power over death. And if you didn't believe the miracles, then you got to believe this. I am risen. But you know what's even more amazing? When Jesus comes back, he says, it's not over. I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. I'm sending you a helper. I'm sending you an advocate. Church, we still have the Holy Spirit. We still have the Spirit of God with us. You see, Romans 3.23 is so important to understand. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Verse 24 says, And all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. You see, through his shedding of blood, Jesus brought in the new covenant. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, you see that that temple curtain, there was this curtain in the temple, if you're not aware, and only the high priest could go behind this curtain, and that's where they would be in the presence of God. And when that curtain was torn, Jesus said, You have access to me wherever you are at. You have access to the Father. You don't need to go behind a curtain. You don't need to go into another room. My presence is in you. In fact, the Word of God says that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body is the temple. There is not a precise location where you go and experience God, it doesn't have an address. The spirit of God lives in you. Amen. 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 Somebody in here. Amen. <laughs> Romans 6:23. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And that's why we can proclaim the gospel, because Jesus is who he said he was, because John 3.16, we are 3.16 church for a reason, because we want to proclaim that for God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Amen. Would you stand with me today, church? Would you stand with me today? Amen. 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 You see, church, (laughs) Jesus is the resurrection and the life. This is why we celebrate Jesus, because he did indeed rise again in three days. We celebrate him. We give him all honor. We give him all glory. Because he deserves it all. Today, we're going to worship just a little bit more. We're going to worship the name of Jesus. Listen, if you walked in today, and if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you this opportunity right now. All heads bowed, eyes are closed. If that's you... If you walked in today and you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, let me tell you, that is the best decision that you can ever make. With all heads bowed, all eyes closed across the room, if you want to make that decision, would you just slip your hand up today? Would you slip your hand up today? Amen. Amen. I see those hands today. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for rising again. You are my Lord and Savior. Today I give you my heart. I give you my life. Today I am ready to make a full commitment to you. From this day forward, I follow you, Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. And Lord God, take my hand. Lead me and guide me from this day forward. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, you have a new and lasting relationship with Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're gonna worship, altars are open. If you wanna come and just give Jesus everything that you have, lay them down. Lay your burdens at his feet. Come celebrate him, worship him, praise his name. Today's Resurrection Sunday, church. Come on, we can celebrate. You can celebrate with your hands lifted high. You can celebrate by surrendering on your knees. You can celebrate by praying out loud. Let's celebrate the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let's worship and let's pray together, church.